0: You're listening to the Hometown Crowd Podcast, part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, can the Fayetteville Marksman be stopped? Also, Chase Young faces NCAA violations, another coach bites the dust, and we discuss the new playoff picture in next week's fix. In the NFL, a great Monday night game leads to no more unbeaten teams. Kaepernick gets his shot and picks for week 11. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the hometown crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyard of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim
1: Dipple. Hello, I'm Mac.
2: And I'm the 1992 National Coloring Contest third place winner for my age group, Heather.
1: Be
0: sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail dot com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast everywhere you find your podcasts. If you're an Apple subscriber, be sure to leave, leave us a five star review. How we got
1: How we doing this week? Oh, I'm I'm swell. I'm reporting my ass off because. UNCP's men's basketball coach did something very, very bad. Oh. Yeah. I didn't
2: hear about that.
1: Yeah. He was seen out and about town with a student, a non- oh. non-traditional student. She was 27, but a student nonetheless, oh. uh, who then ended up in possession of his university-supplied vehicle, driving northbound on 95, heading south, uh, hitting four oh. vehicles, including a bus. So,
2: Oh, he- Jesus my- Yeah,
1: buddy. He's on administrative leave right now, so um, yeah, I've been trying to write that story and get interviews and do the journalism thing. It's been pretty sweet. It's on the front page, so that's pretty badass.
2: So scandalous.
1: Oh, yeah. How about you, Heather? How you been?
2: Um, Well, I can tell y'all, y'all aren't nearly as happy as I am, because I'm still celebrating.
1: Gee, whatever could you be talking about? Yeah, I mean, I I figured it would have balanced out with your pro team just completely shitting the bed.
2: No, do not. I told you, we used up a lot of our karma points for for the Nick Saban loss, so Roll Tide what? Fuck you.
1: (laughs) I mean, I feel that way when I hear Roll Tide anyway, so... Well, let's start things off
0: locally. The Marksmen continue their dominant run in the SPHL. Uh, they have one game last week, and they managed to win that one, too. So they're 6-0-1, actually, to start the season. Um, it's not however, bad. It's not bad at start. No, not at all. No. Um, they did fall to second, however, because Peoria, Peoria is 7-0. and They had played one fewer
1: game than the Marksmen to this point, but now... You know what? But really, fuck Peoria. All right? That's all I'm saying. Or are they the River Rats or some shit, all right?
0: Uh...
1: I want to say the Iceman or something. The Iceman? I thought that was down in Florida. No, that's the Ice Flyers. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm off. That's the Pensacola Ice Flyers. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Um,
0: But they do look to continue their five-game win streak this weekend with two more games against Roanoke, uh, both at home this weekend. They've played Roanoke like four times already this season.
1: Um, They got that team figured out.
0: Yeah, and that's probably why we're 6-0-1. Yeah. Uh, let's see what happens when we start playing other teams. I'm not sure when that happens. Uh, it might just be
1: like a 60-game season against Roanoke. Yeah. I mean, hell, gets them in the playoffs. Who cares, right? Yeah.
0: I do know that there is one team in the SPHL that we don't, just don't play all season. Uh, the Quad City team, Quad <laughs> City Storm. Not um, the
2: DJs? Say what? Not the Quad City DJs?
0: No, <laughs> but I actually found it. We're we not going to ride that train. No, no, we're not. Uh, Damn it. Fayetteville Marksmen and the Quad City Storm are in the same uh, same league, but Quad City feeds the Fayetteville Woodpeckers. Actually, oh okay. Two places you would not think have a connection I yeah. actually have two Fayetteville and Quad City area, which is. Iowa, uh, Southwest Illinois. It doesn't
1: matter. It's, it's if any, the minute you said Iowa, you lost me. I just want to burn the place to the ground. Iowa sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Iowa, but not really. But that's all we have for local news. Uh, in college, Ohio
0: State star Chase Young sat out the Maryland game last week. Uh, Young, has been investigated for possible NCAA violations.
1: Bullshit.
0: Stemming from a loan he took and paid back from a family friend in order to pay for his girlfriend to attend last year's Rose Bowl game. Um, It's definitely worth mentioning this was paid back in full. He does not owe anything on this loan. It wasn't a huge loan. Um, Earlier today, though, the NCAA ruled that Young would be forced to sit out this weekend against Rutgers, but... He is eligible to return for Penn State, Michigan, yeah, the the championship game and whatever bowl games.
1: This this is the dumbest shit ever. I mean, it what the honestly the only reason he served a suspension is because the dude he borrowed money from was an agent. I I even heard that wasn't even confirmed. Yeah, yeah. The NFL, like he's he's filed to work, to be a sports agent. I don't think he has any clients, but he's an official card carrying. Technically, yeah. Um, we'll
2: see. Well, and I th- saw a rumor that it was to fly his family out to the bowl game last year.
1: That's how it started, but then yeah. it, he came out mm-hmm. and said, "No, it was my old lady." You know, he's. Oh, we'll but, see. But are way, now,
2: yeah. But see, but now you've got Tim Nevius who's an attorney and a former NCAA investigator, and he's saying that it was for basic life expenses.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, the NCAA or every school, the NCAA, NCAA allows every school to like set up a fund. So if it's a big game and you want to fly mom and dad out, they have a, a fund for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ohio State has notoriously been prickly with how it's used. They are not known for flying families anywhere. Mm. Um, but when I guess when Young went to ask about the use of it, he was told no. And so he went and borrowed some cash from a dude that he's known for a couple years or whatever. And then, like you said, he took the money. He took his girlfriend out there to Pasadena, California in January, where it's like 70 degrees all day. And I'll tell you right now, it's a hell of a lot better than being in like central Ohio in January. Right. Like, and plus, to date, it's the biggest game of his life. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it's it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And that's, that's even what he said. So, like... This is just the NCAA and their fuckery. I mean, it, it's it's it. This goes hand in hand with what's happening in Memphis mm-hmm. uh, with their basketball program. Um, you know, they just they they want to hold on to this stupid amateur model so hard. No, they're amateurs. They cannot be professionals. Bullshit. All right, you're generating millions of dollars off these people. You know what? If the guy wants to fly his girlfriend to Pasadena and hang out with him for the week they're there, who cares? I mean, that's what like eight hundred bucks round trip. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think he he borrowed less than two grand. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, I don't know. I, I just again, NCAA fuckery needs to stop. I mean, this is it's getting out of hand. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the other piece of big college football
0: news comes out of Fayetteville, Arkansas, where head coach Chad Morris was fired by the Razorbacks. <laughs> Uh, the, <laughs> the firing comes after a blowout loss at home to Western Kentucky. Uh, the Razorbacks fell to 2 and 8 on the season and 4 and 18 under Morris, who will receive more than 10 million dollars in the
1: buyout. He didn't even make it two seasons in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and he's still getting over 10 million to go away. Just mm-hmm. to go away. I mean, see this is Dude. The, this is the issue what? that uh you know people are, you know UA fans need to really understand you are not a good team anymore and you haven't been for a long time nope. under Houston Nutt you know you had a couple 9-win seasons dude you know what take that home hang your hat on it and be okay with it because Tennessee fans would kill to be in that position right now but you know they were like you know I it just Arkansas I don't know where they thought that they were this fucking football powerhouse no You've had a couple good years, but you've never been anything fucking, you know. You're not constantly in in the talks for the national championship, you know. And then you have knuckleheads like uh, Brett Balema who leave a sh- who leave a sure thing in uh, Wisconsin. And they're like, nope, man, I'm going to SEC country, and I'm going to play Big Ten ball down there. <laughs> yeah, see how that well that worked. Yeah, you know. And then they're like, I think I saw like uh, Mike Norvell from. Uh, University of Memphis, Memphis. is, is, is on, you know, one of the guys that are being looked at. You know, there's been a Bob Stoops is being tossed around. Mike Stoops is being tossed around. You Gus know Malzahn. Gus Malzahn's name yeah, is thrown out quite a bit. I don't, why, that's a total step down. That is a total step down. That is not, that is not an improvement at all whatsoever. You well, know, there's been a lot of talk that Auburn may be ready to try to move on from him. Well, see, but who are they going to get to replace him? Because you you see Malzahn, granted he's had an up and down tenure there, but he wins nine ten games a year. Yep. You know he's got a pretty steady program. There has been no uh, uh, NCAA violations. No. Under his tenure, his players are graduating. What more do you want? You know he does well to win championships. And Auburn, well yeah, let's and that's that's another school, Heather, and you can you can back me up yeah, on but this. Well, Auburn's won one fucking national title in the last how many years? Right. Sorry, dude. Yeah. You're 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 the bastard stepchild of the state of Alabama. Just get used to it, you know. Um, you know, it, you're, you're not a fucking powerhouse every year. If you're winning nine, ten games and you're going into uh, what is it, the Egg Bowl? Is that what they call it? Or no, that's Mississippi. Uh, the Auburn-Alabama game, Iron Bowl, Iron Bowl. Thank you. Iron Bowl. And if you if you're if you play a close Iron Bowl and you lose to Bama and you get a good bowl game out of it, dude, that is your norm. Your norm is not. You know, that two year span under Cam Newton, that is not your norm. That's a flash. <laughs> that's like uh, Wake Forest this year. That's a five one team every year. They've already won seven. You know, like, yep. don't expect this every year. Second best Yeah, but you know what, though? State. I
2: will give them a little bit of credit, though. They have gotten consistently better probably over the last three or four seasons.
1: Yeah, but I mean, still, they are. They but I mean, need, yeah, not weren't enough they a to, to two beat two-win team like three or four years ago. Yeah, it was it, no, it was a little bit longer than that. Um, but you know, it's just like Arkansas is not a premier de- coaching destination. No,
2: it is not. You know, no, and, and, and I could
1: see like guys like Norvell and group of five coaches like passing on it because it's a fucking dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a roster with little or no talent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's obvious that Chad Morris probably is kicking himself in the ass for <laughs> moving on from SMU. To go to Fayetteville So I mean That wasn't the only uh, You know Morris to leave Arkansas His kid transferred too So
0: (laughs) Yeah Sportsline released The odds For the next coach I'm pulling them up now And uh, The favorite is Norvell Yeah Uh, Followed by Bill Clark
1: From UAB and Mike Leach. I don't know. I don't think Leach, Leach mm-hmm. takes that job, honestly.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: either. I, he, he's got a huck it chuck football mentality that, that has worked in, like, these football fucking wastelands of Lubbock, Texas and Pullman, Washington. But, you know, when you get down to it, do you really want to go in there and settle in for at least a three-year rebuild before you're even competitive? Uh, and that's what he's looking at. And honest to God, do you want to know what I don't want to do as Mike Leach? Fucking have an otherwise pretty good record overall. Like he won in Texas Tech and Washington State. Right. Get just utterly mauled when you're playing Bama, LSU. You know, all those. You know, and even A M, You know, in the in the SEC West. Like you, you you've got these heavy hitters out there. You're going to get mauled every fucking conference game. You yeah. know, until you get to Vandy. You know?
0: I so. think another name that I saw thrown out there, though, was
1: uh, P.J. Fleck. No, I don't think Fleck's leaving.
2: Mm-hmm. He's, he's got true, a pretty good thing going. Either.
1: Yeah, and he also just signed a huge contract extension. Um, you know, and I know coaches do that all the time, and coaches don't, you know, they don't have to go by the, the rules of their contracts, but the players do. Right. Um, contracts. Yeah, but I but Fleck, you know, he, he's built a really good thing there, and I just don't see him... Of all the coaches that I think would leave their their current gig, I don't see him doing it because he's got like that whole row the boat shit, and we're all a team, <laughs> and you know, I just I, I can see him just like being one of those like Bobby Bound types in Minnesota where he's there thirty fucking years, and in, Joe Paterno, yeah. that Well, hopefully of... not like Joe Paterno. Well, well, in terms of uh, icon. <laughs> yeah. In terms of not having the uh, never mind, I'm not going there. That's no, not funny. No. No. no, no. <laughs>
0: Well, let's start our college football recap with the most obvious game. LSU marched into Tuscaloosa on Saturday, and really, they dominated the tie. Yeah, uh, I know the score says it was a five-point game, but it never really felt like Alabama was in the game. They just weren't quite out of it the In until the third the quarter, end.
1: I think. It, uh, Bama probably well, had yeah, more they, of an upper hand. Well, yeah,
2: because we went into the half with 30, it was 33-13.
0: Yeah. 33-13, yep yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
0: so. Uh. But in the second half, Nick Saban did Nick Saban things and closed the gap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean,
1: every time I thought, okay, LSU's put this away, Tua threw another long touchdown. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Bama's got all the talent in the world, uh, but I think the big uh, you know, advantage LSU had going into it was Burrow and how well he's just— That's Ohio State transfer Joe Burrow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> keep in mind, Heather. I did not say it this time. Thank all right. You. Yet. Thank you. All right. Uh, that would be Ohio State degree holder, yeah. Joe Burrow. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just
2: gonna say, yeah. I'm
1: all done. about the academics he graduated. here. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know he's had such command of that offense, and he just looked cool. Mm-hmm. Where Tua did not look cool. Uh, he made no, some big plays, but. The you know LSU was able to rush him pretty well, uh really get in his face and and make him very uncomfortable. And you could tell coming off the the surgery slash injury, he's still not up there. You know,
0: and I mean, if 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 you're asking me, Tua looked like he was fine, especially in the first half. He just wasn't making the plays because yeah. LSU was getting after him.
1: Well, I mean, I just think that's also game rust. He hasn't played in a
0: couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like he was fine. It just looked like the wear and tear was getting to him. Um,
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, and, too, like, another thing, too, like, Alabama didn't play like Alabama that game. No. No. They played really sloppy. Especially,
1: Especially, like, to start the game. They dug themselves a hole real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want you to know, it, it went from tank for Tua to bomb for Burrow. Real quick, yeah, uh, and I think the
0: Bengals are leading yeah.
2: right
0: now. Uh, so good luck, Joe Burrow. Yeah, you're go- you're coming back to Ohio. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm really sorry. Um, so let's let's talk about Burrow for a minute. Uh, he threw for 393 yards and three touchdowns, which led the attack alongside running back Clyde edwards hilaire who ran for 103 yards and
1: three more touchdowns. Um, They've got a balanced offense. They it, do. They really do. Um, and Alaire's has just been, uh, you know, so steady the last probably, what, four or five weeks. Just once they started, they got Burrow going, and they're like, okay, well, we can get Alaire and the other tailbacks involved, and Alaire's just been that, that workhorse um, who, who gets you five yards of carry, and, and he's going to score for you and keep the ball moving, and, you know, I just... LSU just, it's a complete team for the first time probably in 25 years, honestly. Yeah. And uh, This is this is a good all-around team with good depth that is going to be able to go toe-to-toe with anybody. And have you
0: paid attention to what the hypothetical route is for LSU in the postseason? No, I haven't even looked at it. They get the SEC Championship in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is a easily travelable game. Yeah. Travelable game. They would get first round of the playoffs in Atlanta. Oh, and the national championship is in New Orleans this year.
1: <laughs> and that would be a home game. Right. <laughs> that's that's does that,
2: does that um bring up memories for you two? <laughs> I don't
1: want to Yeah, talk about
0: it was it. the last time yeah. uh that LSU but, played know, would... in New Orleans for the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I was there. Just but that's just
0: ridiculous eye. home field advantage for the SEC championship and the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, uh, when you get down to it, for whatever reason, the South has decided that they're going to do a lot of uh, big, enclosed stadiums where you will never have that above the Mason-Dixon line. They will all be open air. Look at Minnesota. <laughs> okay? The University of Minnesota. Camp Randall. Yeah. Yeah just went like they were playing in the viking stadium while theirs was being you know or uh you know like they they played an open air stadium into december in minnesota you know like in for college football teams you are never ever gonna see an enclosed stadium in like ohio indiana you know uh, nope, because that's real football you know, yeah i'm not gonna sit here and say it's not real football i mean bama and clemson have been fucking kicking everybody in the junk for the past five years so i mentioned this a couple weeks ago but
0: i still maintain that one of the major bowls needs to be played in Lambeau or
1: oh i would love to see that like that because i mean southern teams would struggle there right
2: i agree i agree i totally agree
1: yeah
0: well, let's talk about Tua for a second. I want to ask about him. He's um, left-handed, and his younger brother plays for Bama. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like Talu? Or... Yeah. It... Um, but there's going to be a lot of political games played to angle Alabama to get into the playoffs, uh, despite this loss, and despite the fact that it means they won't get into the SEC championship, barring an LSU upset. Um, Heather, who's
1: LSU got left in the season?
2: We have Old Piss. On Saturday, okay,
1: that's an then easy win.
2: Have, then we have Arkansas,
1: easy win, and A and M, and A and M. Oh, dude, those three are right. I said upset. Yeah. I didn't say lost. I mean the only the only one I could see even being semi competitive is the A and M. Is the A and M game? And Heather, but keep...
2: that's at that's at Baton Rouge.
1: Yeah, but again, keep in mind I said semi competitive. Like I give A and M like oh, yeah. the first quarter, and then you know. LSU just kind of like bends him is. over the arm of the couch and starts spanking him with a belt, you know. Right. Yeah. So, but but the question is though, does
0: this loss effectively prevent Alabama from making the playoffs? I mean, fuck, it should.
1: It should. It should. Um, absolutely. It should, yeah. I mean, I I that but that goes into like the 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 good loss shit and you know mm-hmm. there, there's no such thing. A loss is a loss, you know. And for me, I'd rather see a team like. If if it comes down to Ohio State, Minnesota in the Big Ten in the Big Ten championship game, and Minnesota loses, they definitely should be ranked higher than Bama. Absolutely, because they lost in their conference championship game. Right, where Bama's is not even going to sniff it, barring a fucking miracle. Georgia, uh, you know?
0: Alabama would essentially have to be the third SEC team yeah. considered.
1: I mean, it, it, it kills me that Georgia even cropped up in this one. Um, you know, because when you start talking about bad losses. South Carolina, you is lost to as as fucking South gets. Carolina, which is an awful program, mm-hmm. and that, But you're going to knock Penn State for losing to the West right now. What is what potentially could be the Big Ten West champ? Yeah, you know. So like it, this, when you sit here and try and talk to me about criteria, the committee has nothing. Yeah. it's just yeah. they watched a couple games on the weekend and were like, I'm going to vote for the teams that are fresh in my you know in my mind.
0: Yeah, I've always been of the opinion that if you're on the field, you're 100. percent whether you are or not, you're 100%. Yeah. And so, therefore, two is 100%,
1: and Bama lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, two is two is still probably going to be, you know. Uh, distant second in the Heisman. I would, I, because this is runaway for Joe Burrow yeah, at this I mean, point. That's the thing, though. We really don't fucking know because the last couple years. You know we've had just some runaway Heisman winners uh, that that were just, just stupidly dominant compared to their peers. Um, but I mean, Tua has been a finalist the last what two years. So I don't know. I don't I don't think you really count him out because he can come back with a vengeance. You know and throw up a million yards and even with that loss. You know if he statistically and let's face it, that's what the Heisman is. It's a statistical sexy race. Between quarterbacks, because you know nobody else can win it now. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I mean, I wouldn't say it's a it's a runaway. But right right now, t- I definitely think Burrow is your your odds on favorite. And um, I mean, what happens if Burrow has a bad game and LSU plays a close one? You know, I don't see that happening against the trio of just fucking rejects right. that they have if, to play. If it was going to
0: happen, if it was going to be this last week.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: well, let's look at the other. Pretty big surprise from last week. Minnesota beat up on Penn State to Minnesota. claim a 31-26 victory. The Golden Gophers improved to 9-0 and and are well in the driver's seat for a Big Ten championship yeah, showdown man. with Ohio
1: State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Heather, you and I look like assholes now for mentioning Penn yeah, State winning the Big Ten. Um, yeah, we do. But, uh, I mean, I didn't. Like, James Franklin, you can say what you want about him. He won at Vanderbilt. He knows how to fucking coach. Uh, P.J. Fleck showed him that yeah, I can coach, too. Um, and they just, they they played Minnesota's game. You know, good defense, strong running game. Uh, you know, made sure that they didn't turn the ball over and then force Penn State in the into the mistakes, you know. I mean, so, I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Fleck was winning at Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Western Michigan, Western, excuse me. Yeah. yeah, not the Chippewas, but the Broncos. Um, there's too many fucking directional schools in Michigan, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's...
1: Eastern, Western, Central, Northern and, East, and Northern. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. Um, but, uh, you know, Flex, he's building there, you know, and he's going to be able to get, like, he gets these dudes to buy into it and move to fucking Minnesota. Like, me as a recruit <laughs> who's playing, like, in summer camps and, and football camps all throughout the summer in these beautiful sunbelt states. Where does he recruit out of? Like, where is he getting his everywhere. players? Everywhere. Like, he, he's, I, he, you know, he locked down Minnesota pretty well, but yeah. he's one of those guys that is going to take a flyer on, like, a, look, you know, a guy who's 5'8 and 160, but he just racked up 2,000 yards from scrimmage in, like, Tennessee, like, hey, bro, you're not going to play Tennessee or Tennessee Chattanooga. You know, you're too small, but come on up here and we'll find a role for you. You know, I mean, he's he's going to eat like he recruits everywhere. I mean, you can't even really say that these days schools have a stranglehold on an area. Schools recruit everywhere now. Well, they do, but there there are some traditional recruiting grounds yeah, places. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like Ohio State, half that roster is from out of the state now. You yeah, know, 10 years ago, never would have fucking happened. You know, but...
2: Well... I- the thing too with that Minnesota game too is that ended their 13 game losing streak
1: against Penn to rank, State to ranked you know.
2: yeah to, to ranked opponents and then uh beating a top 5 team for the first time since a win at I'm going to let you two guess where in 1999 Was that at the Shoe? Against, uh went at number two Penn State. Nice.
1: No. <laughs> I was going to say the late 90s were a rough year for dropping games we shouldn't have for the Buckeyes. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. So, yeah,
2: they – um yeah, so, I mean, good for them. Good for yeah,
1: them. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be nice because hopefully I don't have to – we don't have to hear about Nebraska being fucking a surprise on oh, the Big Ten West next year. God. God, help us
0: all. <laughs> it's just yeah. going to be Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, it was, who came you, out of nowhere this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's – that's a sign of a good coach though. Like he 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 cut his teeth this those first year or two. Uh, he's got his players in there now. He's got a system implemented and you know that you should see a big improvement in year three as a college coach. Now whether you as a college coach can make it to year three, two totally different uh <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: Our other two picks last week, Texas rebounded against Kansas State. I picked that one, you guys didn't um they won 27-24 and wisconsin got back on track after two losses to top iowa 24-22 what else stood out to you guys last week
1: i mean let's let's not act like texas won that game that was that was a slog uh it was a kansas state type of game you know but
2: yeah
1: i mean texas you you got to reach down and give your ball sack a tug every so often to pull off a win and that's that's what they did, you know, so...
2: Well, they did, and it made them bowl-eligible.
1: Yeah, I mean... It, with
2: that win, so... Wh- what's going
1: to be funny is if Tom Herman doesn't start getting the Jim Harbaugh treatment from the home fans, like, yo, we win eight, nine games a year and go to a good bowl game, but that's still not good enough. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, eventually Herman's going to catch hell the way Charlie Strong did. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because he's yeah. he loses three games a year, and he's not playing for the Big 12 excuse me the little 12 title um you know it's uh, how much longer do they give him before they just start like you have like all the students in Austin like running around with pitchforks and shit chasing him to his car every day you know um in Wisconsin I mean Wisconsin did Wisconsin things uh, they have the best tailback in the country <laughs> run, run him into the ground <laughs> get right. those wins you know <laughs>
2: oh yeah
1: anything else stand um, out to yeah. you guys
2: now, like I said, I, well, I did see, um, the, uh, the Texas player apologized. What was it? Gil? I think that was his name. He got ejected for uh, a targeting hit.
1: Oh, okay. Because it,
2: it knocked the dude out. Yeah. It knocked, it knocked the K-State player out. And he got ejected. Yeah, the you game can't. I saw... But I saw that he like apologized to the player. Yeah,
1: so. see, that's that's important. Like we know these guys aren't really looking out to go out and hurt each other. Um yeah. it's just it, it happens. Yeah, and on top of that, these these kids are essentially being taught how to tackle again because they've there's been for years there was just this big, uh, uh, you know, issue with well these guys you know they're they're in their freshman year of college we need to teach them tackling and. And they didn't teach them how to properly tackle. So you leave with the shoulder, you leave with the head, you know, you're, you arm tackle, uh, you know. So, you know, a lot of these coaching staffs are getting back to basics to, to teach these guys. And I've seen a lot of uh, schools that are hiring rugby coaches during summer practices to teach players how to properly tackle. So, um, I mean, as long as you can acknowledge that, yeah, dude, I fucked up. And, like, I hate seeing those players get knocked out on the field. I hate it. Especially if you're Mason Rudolph, who can't even get a lift out of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, bag on backup quarterback season for me. So uh, I'm, le- I'm letting Tim's upstairs neighbor get a week off before I start ripping into him again. So. Well, the new college football playoff rankings were released last night.
0: LSU did move to number one. As they should. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. As they I should. agree. Uh- Deservedly. Jumping over Ohio State, Clemson jumped up to number three, and the uh, helped a lot by the losses by Alabama and Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the four, uh, the former fell to number five, while the latter fell to number nine, one spot behind Minnesota. Georgia jumped to four. Oregon and which is
1: lo- bullshit, man. Give me a break. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's SEC bias. No there's no bias it's it has nothing to do with this fucking there, there's no bias every every ne- uh, conference has its own network they don't have to worry about what the people at ABC and all the shit say all right the fact of the matter is again these are lazy people that we allow to pick a playoff that's why it's mm-hmm. air quotes playoff it's not a real fucking playoff all right? And what kills me is, well, you know, this is a chance to start... No, because as long as there's a committee attached to it, it's still going to be bullshit whether you expand to six teams or eight or 16. It's still going to be bullshit as long as people are picking who plays in it. Because you think they're actually watching all these games? Fuck no. They're getting their Notes version from SportsCenter or the CBS Sports Network, you know, or whoever they're affiliated with, okay? And, And that's how they pick them, you know? They're not watching these fucking games, like... Condoleezza Rice was on this fucking committee, what, two years ago? I was just about to bring her up. She was on that the original was the committee. First. Yeah, she do, was on the original Do you, do you one, think yeah. Condi the the working lawyer is really watching a lot of football on the weekend? Fuck no. Probably not. She's doing this thing called practicing law. Alright. She's got it on in the like on the TV in front of her as she's like pounding out like four hundred pages of research into this really weird case and she's like, hmm, Georgia looked great this weekend. And that's, that was all the football she watched. All right? Like, no offense, Condi. All right, no offense. I know you're a smart woman, and you actually are a fan of football, but I know you're also very, very busy. Um, yeah. I
2: also think it's adorable that you think she listens to this podcast. Uh, Condi really.
1: does. Condi is a fan, all right?
2: Okay. I, you're putting it out into the universe. I like it. I am. I like
1: I'm it. thinking positively, and Connie's going to listen. We'll have to tag her. Maybe she will. Oh, dude, we might as well. Oh, God. What's the what's the harm? <laughs> Although, with the way
0: you just trashed her uh, committee position, <laughs> she might we just might listen to one her. episode and be done. <laughs> okay.
1: but, but we had That's that a, one episode. That listen, we mind. might
2: need to scratch that.
1: Uh-huh. We don't need to
2: at her on that. Yeah,
1: but, you know, it just... These these people are just—they're not doing their due diligence. That's why I think teams like Georgia get it, like get a four. There are better teams out there. Like, how are you going to put them in over Oregon?
0: Right, Oregon's one loss is Auburn. Yeah, in a close game. Yeah, in the and first we, game of the season. And when you talk about
1: good losses,
0: I mean we we have to, we have to use the terms that they put out there that matter.
1: Yes, you know what? Uh, We can disagree with them, but we have to use those. I I also see the term, I'm a white nationalist, when it just means I'm a racist. So that doesn't mean I have to really agree with it, all right? It's bullshit. There's no such thing as a good loss, all right? But Oregon has shown they are a better team than Georgia. Uh, Minnesota has shown they're a better team than Georgia. Um, You know what? Uh, Memphis has shown they're a better team than Georgia, you know, so I'm sorry. How about Utah?
2: Would you you, say Utah? you know what?
1: Yes. Well, rounding out the top ten, you have Oregon and
0: Utah at six and seven and Oklahoma at ten, so. Uh, I,
1: if I could, like, I, I just I don't want to talk about Oklahoma. Like, I, you know, it, you guys tripped up in the one conference where you can't afford to trip up. Mm-hmm. If you're not an undefeated little 12 champ, you are not getting into the playoff, and that's the way it should be. You play the least amount of teams – and don't give me that, I mean, you guys have both seen the commercial, this is the Big 12, where everybody plays everybody. We have the toughest schedules in the country. We play a round-robin schedule. No one gives a shit. You also can't play every team. Yeah. Because you have out-of-conference games. Yeah. Well, no, they do for this. They do for the season. They play every team in the conference every year. You can't if there's... It's a... Oh, every conference? Every... No, the Big 12 plays every team in the conference every year. They play a round-robin schedule. There's 12 teams No, there is
0: not. There's 10. They dropped to 10. That's right. And it's
1: been that way for almost 10 years. I swear
0: I pay attention to the sport.
1: 10 years. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, They really should just swap the names of the Big 10 and the Big 12. No, no. No. Because it's not even really the Big 10 anymore. It's just the Big. No, it's 14. It's the Big. It's the B1G. Yeah. There you go. It's the Big. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, before we jump into this week's picks, let's take a recap of the standings. Uh, I went three and one in college and two and two in the NFL. I sit atop the standings at thirty-one and twenty. Max right behind me. He went two and two in college and three and one in the NFL to climb to thirty and twenty-one. And Heather had a rough week. She went one and three in both <laughs> leagues.
2: She
1: sits at last at twenty-six and twenty-five. Hey Heather, you're still you're still about five hundred. That's all that Listen, counts.
2: I, I don't mind being dead last champ for one thing because that's usually my lot in life I'm <laughs> so I'm good with that
0: you're still bowl eligible care about,
2: I know listen all I care about is that LSU win that one <laughs> that one of the four that's all I care about
0: but so let's start our picks this week with number 16 Notre Dame hosting number 23 Navy Notre Dame has fallen down the ranks with their 7-2 and record Navy enters the contest at seven and one and a seven and a half point underdog. Mac, who's your pick?
1: Navy. Because you won't pick Notre Dame. No, uh, Navy. Uh, you know they had a, they've had a down last two seasons compared to what they were doing before that, but um, Navy still runs that option. Uh, and the thing is, if they get ahead, they can just sit there and grind down the clock. You know that's how they they broke that long losing streak against Notre Dame. What like four or five years ago, right? And they've played competitively against Notre Dame since. Like no, Navy fields good teams, and they're well coached. Uh, Nua Matalolo is a great head coach. Mm. Um, you know, so I just think that Notre Dame can be caught. Uh, you know, they they've shown that they're not <laughs> they're not going to blow you away. If they're going to win, it's going to be close games. You know, and and why not? Especially when you have a, a you know a team like Navy who throws the ball maybe three times a game cuts down on your, your turnovers and, you know, you can just control the clock every possession you have the ball. So if you keep the ball out of Notre Dame's hands, you know, they can't score. So, yeah, I think this can be one of those games that, you know, where Notre Dame can be caught. and Go Navy. Beat Notre Dame. <laughs> Heather, what do you got?
2: Um, I also have Navy as the upset um, just because... Navy's only loss is to number 18, Memphis. And so, and then you've got um, Notre Dame is out there, one of their key defensive ends uh, with a fractured fibula. Yeah, that's an important
1: position when you're playing an option team.
2: (laughs) uh, Yeah. Uh, What, Julian, is it O'Quara? Is that how you say it? I think
1: that's how it is, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, And Navy tends to kind of have... a lot of explosive run plays. And that's kind of what you need against Notre Dame. Um, and so, like I said, I, I just, I, I like Navy better.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you guys. Um, I wasn't really sure which way to go
1: with this one, but I'll, I'm going to go Navy. I mean, Notre Dame hasn't been that stiff against the run. And when, you, when you're you playing Navy, <laughs> I don't give a fuck that your height and your weight advantages that you got on that team they play very disciplined football and they know that system front and back so i just i don't know i just i like navy to probably win it close but still pull out a win yeah the military academies
0: kind of don't commit uh, penalties yeah they they typically play really disciplined football (laughs) i mean makes sense yeah Uh. yeah number eight minnesota looks to keep their push for the playoff alive as they travel to the trap state of iowa to play the number 20 hawkeyes the gophers look to pick up a second good win in a row but enter the contest a three-point underdog heather obviously minnesota doesn't have a resume to date that other schools have so every game for them is a must win uh can they pull out the surprise for a second week in a row
2: you know what for Minnesota, but, you know, I did, I picked Minnesota, actually, for this game. Um, and partially because, you know what? I would really like for them to win their Floyd of Rosedale trophy. Do you know what the Floyd of Rosedale trophy is?
0: It's What's like, that?
2: It is a giant bronze pig. Yep.
0: A giant what? And I pig. Oh. <laughs>
2: it's in the shape of a pig. And Iowa has won the last four meetings. Of it, and so, like, I just think that with Minnesota, like with Tanner Morgan and Rodney Smith and Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman, they've all had a really good season, and I um, I just like them a lot better. A um, thing with Morgan is that he's completed eighteen of twenty passes for three hundred thirty nine yards and three touchdowns in that win over Penn State. He's becoming the second FBS quarterback in the last 20 years to have multiple games in a season with a completion percentage of 90%. Do you know who number one is?
1: Joe James Burrow? James Winston. Oh, no way. There's no fucking way James Winston yep. ever completed 90% of his passes.
2: That's sad. That, that, yes, sir.
1: That's fucking oh, unbelievable. Yep. Because that dude threw 20 interceptions a year, even I at know, Florida State.
2: It was a minimum of 20 passes.
1: Well, you know what, James? So, it's good to see you didn't fuck up everything in your football career. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so like I said, I've, I'm going to pick, I picked Minnesota because I think they're going to be riding high off that win against Penn State.
1: How, how is Iowa a favorite over this fucking team?
0: It isn't Iowa. So fucking wet. It's light. at Chemex Stadium, and that's a hard place to play.
1: No, not when there's, Iowa's not uh, a good team.
2: No, listen though, but listen though, Minnesota. Just fun fact, they are nine and O for the first time since nineteen oh four.
1: Yes, it's been a while. a <laughs> minute. That. Yeah, that's when I was Go in short ahead. pants. You know, no, I just I don't understand that. I don't give a shit if if it is Iowa. This Minnesota has shown that they can outplay anyone, and I'm sorry, Iowa has not been. Uh, You know, even in losses, they they haven't been that impressive. Like, I don't know. I just think... 10-3 to Michigan, 17-12 to Penn State. Yeah, I mean, you're not blowing teams away. You're also not giving up points, and I tip my cap to you. You know, like, but you're... I think Minnesota kind of took a a huge step in showing people we can sit here and play ball with the big boys beating Penn State last week. Um, And I just, I think... With that kind of win it's fucked up, <laughs> Iowa would be the favorite. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... I think I think a lot of
0: people, including betters, are just unsure of what Minnesota is. Was last week a fluke because they don't have a whole lot on their schedule no, to No, they date. don't.
1: But you can, only, you can only win the games that you're scheduled to play. No, I agree. You know, it's just like UCF for two years not losing a, a regular season game. Yeah. I mean, this year they didn't have the talent to keep that undefeated thing going. But for two years... I mean, they play good football, Um, and you can shit on them about playing the American Athletic Conference, but let's face it, no big conference is going to sit down there and beat down the doors to invite UCF after they go undefeated for two fucking years, because you're going to make their established organizations look bad if you start losing heavily, you know? No one's going to give them the big invite, you know? They're not getting into the SEC, and they're not getting into the ACC, you know? They're not going to do that, because God forbid if you embarrass, like, Florida or Mississippi fucking state, you know? Um... But yeah, I mean, I like uh, Minnesota a lot in this game. I just they really impressed me last week, uh, and I just I was done nothing to impress me at all this season. They just they're just it's it's Iowa Hawkeye shit, you yeah. know. A lot of seventeen to ten games that seem to drag on for nine hours uh, when it's just four quarters of football, you know. Well, I, I... And
2: just to refresh everyone's memories too, like we are still sick of fucking talking about Iowa. Yeah. Like...
1: Yeah. I think we, we put an Iowa embargo on soon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I Go just ahead, picked Tim, the games that are ranked. Um, I actually
0: do have Iowa in this game. Boo. Um, uh. I, I Minnesota's riding a high of a, a big win. Iowa's coming off a bye. They're playing at
1: home. And Tim's all about this trap shit.
0: Um, yeah, I think I think Iowa comes out a little bit fresher. Uh, Minnesota might have a little bit of a hangover after last week. What in the Super Bowl, man?
1: When you're Minnesota, and what in the Super Bowl, man?
2: Oh, that's that's not nice.
1: We love you, Minnesota. <laughs> I do love you, Minnesota. But yeah, but I, I have do, I do hate you though, Iowa. I have Iowa in this game. <laughs> All right, fine. Be the um, be the outlier and the weirdo. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: hey, I mean that's gonna game. That's gonna be the game that puts me over the top. At, at, at this catapults me into tie first you. place. No, because I'm going to win one other game before that. Big 12 heavyweight matchup. You know what?
2: That's the one that's just going to get me a participation trophy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Big 12 heavyweight matchup has number 10 Oklahoma traveling to Baylor to play the undefeated number 13 Bears. First of all, how are they number 13 and they're undefeated behind number 10 Oklahoma, who has a loss? Um it's the first real opponent for Baylor, which probably has a lot to do with it, yeah. um, and why they haven't gotten much love from the committee. The Sooners, with Jalen Hurts, enters a ten point favorite on the road. Mac, who do you like here?
1: I mean, Oklahoma. We know what Oklahoma is. It's a you know high scoring, uh, just fires on all cylinders kind of offense, and they play average defense. Um, I think Matt Rule who's done, and it hurts me to say this just because I hate the university coaches at, uh, has done an amazing job completely rebuilding Baylor from the shit show that was the Art Bryles years. Um, and and really having, you know, building a, a good, I guess, kind of football culture there because, you know, Art Bryles was the fun and gun guy, the air raid, all that shit. And then Rule is not that. He's got an open playbook, but he, you know, he coaches the the tough defenses like and honestly baylor might have one of the best defenses in the big 12 and that's not really saying much but the fact that they play defense at all is a small miracle um and like i hate having to like pick against matt Rowell just because i do respect the, the job he's done but i think this is oklahoma's game um you know like you said this Baylor hasn't played a team like Oklahoma yet. They haven't seen a quarterback like Hurts yet. And Hurts is still playing good football right now. Um, and if he's not in New York City for the, the Heisman finalist, like something's very fucking crazy. Heather, what's your pick for this one?
2: Um, I also went with Oklahoma uh, just because of, again, like the Bears <sighs> – Okay, yeah, they're undefeated, but like you, know, like you guys said, like really, who have they kind of played? Well, um, but, I mean, to well, they haven't that... been consistently, they haven't been consistently dorm uh, dominant, I guess I should say that, because they did beat K-, K State by nineteen and Oklahoma State by eighteen in October, but the rest of their games since Big Twelve play began, like, have been really tight. Two like, points won. over
0: Iowa State, three to Texas yeah. Tech, uh, six to TCU in overtime, and three over West Virginia.
2: Yeah, the average has been three and a half. So, oh. I, I just, I, I think because of Jalen, um, I think that's what really helps them. It just makes Oklahoma very dangerous offensively. Also, too, because of his running ability. Yeah, and let's face guess, it,
1: hurts. Hurts has got that big game experience. Yeah, I mean he does. that's all he did for three years in Alabama. <laughs> so. Exactly.
2: Yeah, he has 869 rushing yards this season, and so yeah, I just i I don't think I, I don't think Baylor is going to be able to handle that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I think Oklahoma takes this one. Um, just looking at their out of conference schedule is. They, they played, played uh, Stephen F. Austin.
1: Uh, uh, FCS team. UT San Antonio. Okay, UTSA, yeah. And Rice. Mm. Rice is Conference USA, and UTSA is the Sun Belt. Yeah, those are the three out-of-conference games. Yeah, that's, that's doo-doo. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think if you give... Rule's got a good thing going, so give him another couple years. That could be the new dominant team oh, in, yeah. in, the, in the little 12. Because uh, let's face it. All we're going to see Oklahoma do is go up and grab them another grad transfer to plug in for one year at quarterback. <laughs> and, and be a Heisman contender. Yeah, every fucking year, man. Um, well, we'll see that ha- what happens after the the Black Monday, after last week of the NFL season, and if Lincoln Riley's even in. Right. You know, Norman going into the next season. So, Where do you think he could land? I mean, that's the thing. Um, you know, we've got, what... One job already open in DC. I don't think he touches that one. No, uh, that organization's just too fucked up. There's a
0: lot of people who think he'll reunite with Baker. He's not going to reunite with Kyler. No. Kyler's got a pretty
1: good thing going with Cliff. Yeah, no, uh, I. Th- that's a thing. Jimmy Haslam isn't going to fire Freddie this year. He, you know how much shit he caught for filing Chudzinski, and then, you know, uh. uh Petten and just like he had what like five head coaches in eight seven years yeah it was some ridiculousness like Like he he's caught nothing but hell for that Um, and the thing is is if you fire kitchens you got to fire Dorsey 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 was the guy who hired him so all right
0: and our last college football game of the week number twelve Auburn Tigers play hosts to number four Georgia. Uh, who is a two-point favorite in Auburn. The Tigers are in a position to play spoiler for the SEC, starting with Georgia, but also hosting Alabama in the Iron Bowl in a couple of weeks. Uh, the Gators are probably cheering for Auburn in this one mm-hmm. as a Georgia loss gives them a chance to get back they into are. the SEC championship. Yep. Heather, take your, take your take
2: Um, I'm going, I, I pick Georgia for this um, just because a win obviously would uh, send them back to Atlanta. Um, now, but although both teams rank in the top five when it comes to total offense in the SEC, it's defense where both the programs, you know, is really where they're at. Um, the Tigers rank third in the SEC. The Bulldogs are second nationally in scoring defense and fifth nationally in total defense. Um, and so I just, the quarterbacks will play a huge role. What are you two laughing and smirking about?
0: Oh, I was just saying that they're number two in scoring defense behind Ohio State, who's number one in scoring offense and scoring defense. Count it.
2: Continuing on. (laughs) anyways.
0: Hey, you can't argue with the number one.
2: Listen, as I was saying, um, I think in this game, your quarterbacks are going to have a huge role. Um, Jake Fromm. Comes from. He's got excellent experiences experience in big time games, and he'll be against obviously Bo Nix, who's played better at home than he has on the road. So, I, just for me and having played Auburn already, I, I, I'm going Georgia because I kind of want to meet up with them in Atlanta.
1: Mac, what do you think? I don't know. I Georgia. They do. They got a great defense, but offensively, it's that's a stale team. Uh, they haven't had the success running the ball that they've had like the fast, past five years. And Fromm, the guy who made me think twice about Justin Fields because Fields couldn't beat him out, uh, has looked exactly how I feel about Fromm. He's a game manager. He's not going to win anything for you. Um, and yeah, Georgia fans, if there are any of you listening, he's a good game manager, you know he's a white bread quarterback. You know um, he's nothing that he's not going to go out winning games. He needs to be complemented by good re- good receivers and, and a strong running game, and that hasn't been there. Um, you know, Nix is a freshman, and he's had kind of a yo-yo season. Uh, but you know, I'm going to go with Auburn in this. Um, I, I just <laughs> when you lose to South Carolina, um, and and you struggle with teams like Notre Dame, which aren't that good. Uh, you know, another white bread team, they're totally average. Mm -hmm. They can get the job done, but they're not going to do anything to catch your eye. You know, um, you know, I just, I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to, you know, be high, you know, be fourth in the, in the pecking order, you know, over teams, uh, you know, better teams. So, um, I, I would have to say Auburn. Definitely. Yeah. I got Auburn in this one.
0: Um, I, th- I think Georgia's probably a little overrated. Uh, they haven't had, I mean, the Notre Dame game was not a big win, or at least it seemed it at the time, but isn't now. Yeah, it's not. Um, South Carolina weighs heavy on my mind. Uh, I
1: think Auburn's going to take this one in Auburn. Yeah. See, it's right up Tim's Alley there, a home team <laughs> winning a tough game at home. That, and when I'm
0: split between you and Heather, I'm going to look at our pick records and go, hmm, not Heather. You know
2: what? You know what? You can kiss my grits, Timothy.
1: Uh, oh, Well played, Flo. Well played.
0: Well, let's turn to the NFL. Uh, the final undefeated team fell last week as the 49ers dropped a hotly contested Monday night matchup to Seattle, 27-24 in overtime. Uh... Pittsburgh picked up a 17-12 win against the Rams and have now won five straight to climb to five and four. Yep. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals fell 30-27 to Tampa Bay, and Green Bay won 24-16 over Carolina to round out our picks for last week. What did you guys see last week that caught your eye? Um,
1: the Cardinals don't look that bad for a team that's rebuilding. And uh, I know they're, what, 3-6-1 and or 3-5-1 and or whatever. And, and they've beat. Like, decent teams, yeah, or played close to decent teams. I think, uh, you know, Old Cliff and, and Kyler make a good pair. Um, you know, the Niners, I think, realize that Jimmy G is the weak point in that offense. Um, he, he can flash a couple good games, but when you get down to it, he, uh, you know, he needs to take a step up and be the guy that, you know, those first four games in San Francisco where he was... Dropping bombs and and earning a hundred and thirty million dollar contract, you know. So, um, and I, I hope everybody should you know that that game should make everybody realize you cannot count Seattle out of any game ever. That was a great game. As long as Russell Wilson's under center, man, uh, there there should be no discussion at for MVP of anyone other than Russell Wilson. Yeah.
0: it's it's pretty much like Russell Wilson way up in first. Maybe, like, Lamar Jackson at second, I know. but way behind him. I'm not
1: going in I love You know, I've been at a, a, a Lamar homer since we started this thing, you know. I'm not going to sit there and anoint him as an MVP candidate yet because the guy also has had some rough throwing games. Um, you know, so if anything, I'd say maybe Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron like Rodgers is definitely
0: up there, yeah. With
1: Lamar at number three. You that's know? fair,
0: that's fair. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I forget about Aaron Rodgers because he just does Aaron Rodgers things yeah. very
1: quietly. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, unless people are bitching about him dating Olivia Munn, you really don't hear much <laughs> about him. So,
0: except from Packers fans.
1: Yeah, yeah. Packers fans will piss, moan, and complain about like a fifteen and one year where they got a first round bye and they're just be like, "We should have won that sixteenth game too." It's like, fuck you, man. Packers are the Packers fans are so fucking overbearing. Heather, there anything catch your eye last week?
2: Um, Other than that Saints
0: loss? Yeah.
2: Listen, I I didn't even watch it. And to be honest, I didn't watch anything on Sunday because I was recuperating. Because (laughs) I stayed up very late celebrating, and I had copious amounts of um, pickling solution for my liver, so... I hey, we're 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 an adult podcast here. You can say you
1: drank. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: I, I drank quite a bit.
1: Heather <laughs> got white girl wasted, just mine. No, min- I, no I just sucked. minus the white claw. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was funny because James was like, "Oh, are you gonna get white claw wasted?" And I was like, "Shut up! <laughs> I hate that stuff." No, I actually had real alcohol. Um, but yes, obviously, I was a little. I was bummed about the Saints losing to fucking Atlanta.
1: Yeah, like how? So the, from
2: what I understand, well, from what I understand, like, just the O line did nothing.
1: Nobody did anything.
2: Yeah, no, yeah.
1: Breeze would have been anything. better off just like have like getting in the fetal position right behind the center, and when he snapped it, he just grabbed it and laid on the ground, away to be touched. Dude,
2: literally, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. He got sacked six times. Yeah. Like, what the fuck. But again, like I said, we cashed in all our chips for LSU, and that's fine. I'll take that
1: yeah i mean i think with San fran losing the nfc is as open as the afc right now yeah um minus like the southern division in the afc because look at that whole look at, it's a train wreck um with tennessee and houston indy and jacksonville um whoever comes out of that division is just going to be the speed bump for you know the number two team, or the, you know, so it's like fuck. Um, but the Niners went into that game just like everybody's. Look at the Niners, man! That great defense and that strong running game, and Jimmy G's warming up, and then Seattle just managed to keep a lot of the passes from going deep because that's where they've struggled. Yep. And were very opportunistic. I mean, it was a sloppy game. Um, I felt like there was 600 fumbles, but <laughs> uh, I mean. Pete Carroll can coach, and Russell Wilson's still back there, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. you count against him at your own will. So, um, I mean, I think if San Francisco keeps playing, obviously Seattle will be a wild card. But, like, that's going to be a wild card. Nobody wants to play.
0: No. No. Well, before we get into our picks for next week, let's talk about the big NFL news this week. Uh tuesday the nfl scheduled a pro day for this coming saturday which is usually reserved for incoming college prospects but this time they're using it for controversial quarterback colin kaepernick it's about fucking time 10 teams have confirmed that they will have representatives there including the bottom dwelling jets giants dolphins and bangles uh, but most surprising to me though is that both the new england patriots and dallas
1: cowboys have expressed interest and will have somebody at that why is, that, why is that really surprising? Oh. Though? What's that? Why is that surprising? Belichick, he will sit on a player if it means keeping him out of other teams' rosters. And yeah, but Robert Kraft? Who gives a shit about Robert Kraft? You know what Robert Kraft is? He's the absentee landlord. He does nothing with that team other than what Belichick tells him to do. Alright? That's why he was getting handsies from weirdos down in fucking Florida before the season started. <laughs> He's like, Bill's got it. I can go get my dick jerked off and then oh wait then, a minute, there's cops. And then Jerry Jones? What he's a if anything happened to Dak, you have the same exact player right there. I mean, those are two people.
0: Kraft and Jones are two people who have come out hardline against what Kaepernick has done in the past. Well dude, politically. Jerry, Jerry
1: took a knee with his entire team. You know, so like it's not about that shit. It, the fact of the matter is the NFL and a bunch of fucking old crusty white men felt offended, you know, by what he was doing, and I commend him for what he did. And I commend him for for holding fucking out and continuing to do these things. That, you know, all our dickhead vet bros and our Facebook uncles and all the fucking neck are like, "Oh man, is he doing this when nobody's looking?" Bitch, yes. Like the guy just yeah. spent a million dollars on giving school supplies and suits And other things to homeless people around the San Francisco and Oakland area. Yes, you dumb, stupid motherfucker, he is. So, how about you bring it down a little bit and realize that he has a public avenue to call an injustice out. He should. You are morally obligated to do so. And if you don't, you're a really fucking scummy person. Yeah. You know? So I commend him for what he did. The NFL, on the other hand, you know damn well that they did blackball him. You know damn well that they did. Oh, yeah you know, and they got him to settle, which I'm sorry, you got to keep the lights on, you know, um, but at this point, look at some of the quarterbacks, look uh. at some of these quarterbacks.
0: I saw somebody in the comment section begging the Panthers to stay away from him, forgetting that Eric Reed is on that roster. Jeez, oh, of course,
1: but, you know, Luke Falk, well. Luke Falk had a job, uh, Fitzpatrick still has a job. Yep. Uh, Ryan Finley started the game. Andy Dalton, there's another one. Um, stand by. Uh, uh, Matt Schaub just started a game not too long ago. Who was the uh, Mason Rudolph backup? Oh, uh, when he sat for a yeah, game. Yeah, uh, uh, the kid from like Southern Miss or some ridiculousness. Yeah. He started a game. Um, you know, look at, uh, look at Tennessee. Don't tell me that Tennessee... Would not be a better football team without Ryan fucking Tannenhill and Marcus Mariota riding, you know, with them riding the pine and Cap on that goddamn team. You've got a fucking bruising tailback like Derrick Henry, two really good rideouts, and a good tight end. Oh man, like if I'm if I'm Tennessee fans, I want Cap there. If I'm Devlin Hodges, there you go. That's who it was. You know, if I'm a Bengals fan, why the fuck not? My offensive line sucks. Cap, you're going to have to run a lot. Okay, bet. You know, like... I mean, he's got to be at least as good, if not better than Trubisky. Oh, he's better than Trubisky. At, at least as good. He hasn't played in three oh, no, years. I Let's still, see I, how he goes. His arm strength is better, uh-huh. and Cap is not afraid to throw it down the field. Yeah. Whereas Trubisky, oh, hell no. Yeah. Anything anything deeper than a seven-yard slant, he's a, he's terrified to throw that ball. You know. Well, so. now,
2: have you guys seen, um, speaking of Eric Reid... Um, how they're saying or at least he does how he thinks that it's a pr stunt oh yeah there's a lot of talk that it
0: might be a dog and pony show a la the uh jay-z deal and just kind of
1: throwing a bone yeah but the thing is there's i was actually gonna ask you guys about that yeah i mean it's there's always gonna be that aspect of of public relations to the nfl because it, it is still the biggest league it's the most watched it drives the most business it does all these things you know so i get it um, but when you get down to it, there are talent deficient teams out there that need a quarterback, and if they were really serious about winning, and a lot of these GMs are, they're they're working for their fucking jobs. You know, at a certain point, it's like you know what, fuck it, I'll take the hate mail. I gotta put a winner on the field, and if he started winning games, you really think that fans in Nashville are gonna throw that big of a fit? Fuck no.
2: No, we'll see. And this is what I was reading about it. Um, I guess. None of the 32 teams had been made aware that the workout was even going to happen yeah. un- until the NFL sent the memo.
0: yeah.
2: And, and then, like, Caps reps, you know, asked, you know, hey, you know, whether if a team or, or teams had asked for a workout, the NFL yeah. was like, we can't tell you that.
1: Yeah, what killed me is his representative also said if they can move it to Tuesday, like every other free agent workout. And the NFL said no. They yeah, had, it, animals, had to, like, that it had was, to be. It had that Saturday.
2: Yeah, had to be that Saturday uh-huh. because they even tried to do it like for the next Saturday, and they were like, "No, it's got to be this Saturday."
0: Yeah, um, so, it, yeah. There, there's yeah. a lot of fishiness surrounding it, but it, oh yeah, I, I do believe that it's up to Cap to stand up and show that he's not just all talk. He's been saying, you know, he's sent out these letters to all these teams, saying, "Hey, I'm available. Hey, I'm available. I've been training for three years every
1: day." It's time to put up or shut up. Yeah. And the thing is, he's not going to say shit like that if he wasn't really prepping. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I hope someone signs... If, if he does well, I hope someone signs him. Other teams that have said they
0: are planning to attend... Atlanta Falcons, Denver Broncos. We know they need some help. Oh, they
1: fucking need a lot of help. Um,
0: Detroit Lions. The and Redskins. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: And the Redskins.
0: Uh, the Redskins... We'll they present. aren't on the list of confirmed... Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah, I I mean, hooking up with Bruce Arians would probably be good for him. You know, Arians is a... He probably would be jumping for joy, because you can't be happy with what Jameis Winston's done on the field. The Redskins
0: yeah, but... actually say... Um, the coach said that he didn't think anybody was going to be there, but other sources have said they are sending <laughs> him... <laughs> uh, and a team employee.
1: That is so, that's so Washington.
2: Yeah. I was say, that's such a Redskins.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Chicago avoided the question. Ron Rivera in Carolina avoided the question, as Ron Rivera does. Um,
1: yeah, but you know what? Kyle Allen is a placeholder at best. Um, honestly, I think if Rivera was serious about winning, Will Greer's playing football. Yeah. I mean, Allen is... is he can win you a game or two, but this isn't a dude you're playing sixteen games with. But I mean, at thirty-two, Kaepernick would have to be one of the older
0: starting quarterbacks. Hey, man. Um, I mean, it's like 25. Brady, Rodgers, and
1: Cap. No, Rivers. Brees. Oh yeah, another team that's just so quiet. Yeah. Um, you know, you've still got because uh, like the you. Rivers, Breeze, Brady are the three oldest. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, even then, he's got three years without having any contact, any you know. And I'm sorry, he's not walking around like looking like me right now. He still looks like he's been actively he's training, still and taking care and of himself. So,
0: still got those muscles. Yep.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Well, let's turn to our picks for this week. Dun dun dun. Uh-huh. Thursday night we get an AFC North rivalry.
1: Uh, I did. I mentioned this one for you, Tim. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I
0: say rivalry loosely. It hasn't been close until well, last year we, there was a tie. Um, the Cleveland Browns play host to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers, we mentioned, have won five in a row. The Browns have faltered the season. We've talked about that extensively with poor pass protection and decision-making by coach and quarterback alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did look their way into their third win last week against Buffalo. Um, the the dual threat of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb really seemed to work pretty well for the Browns. Yeah. Um, the Browns are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. <laughs> Mac, who do you like? <laughs> the Steelers. this was all just so that you could
1: gain that game on me Uh, isn't it yeah uh no because you know i'm not gonna pick the steelers the the steelers defensively um they've got it figured out with fitzpatrick like he has been the the straw that stirs the drink for the pittsburgh defense he has shown that he's the ball hawking corner that everybody thought he could be he was just used really poorly in miami um and when you get down to it the steelers are still making it happen on offense. Uh, You know, even with with Big Ben out um, and having to rely on uh, Mason Rudolph and, you know, injuries to James Conner, you know, they're still scoring points. Um, And maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers defense doesn't have quite the pedigree that Buffalo's does, but they're definitely a better offensive team. And Um, it's worth noting Olivier Vernon is out for the game, too. Yeah, so, I mean, it's I, I just think Pittsburgh's a better team overall right now. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough stopping Chubb, like a steady diet of Chubb and, and Kareem Cream Hunt, but when you get down to it, you start stacking the box, um, and and cutting down those running lanes and making it difficult to run the ball, and you're forcing Baker to start passing again. I guarantee you, those Steelers defensive backs aren't scared of him. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, there isn't a set of defensive backs in the NFL that are scared of Baker Mayfield right now. So. Heather.
2: Yeah, I have to go for the Stillers, too. I just <laughs> sorry. Listen, listen. They've they've kind of you don't need to apologize. I know
0: you're not sorry.
2: <laughs> no, not. I mean, they've kind. I mean, they've salvaged their season.
1: Yeah, for I mean, the most
2: part. Literally and picking up
1: Minka was like you know, holy shit, man. And I don't think we thought Mason Rudolph was going to be this good. Well, I mean, I think he's another one of those placeholders. Like he's just put it this way, there's not going to be teams beating on the door to trade for him next year when he no. comes back, you know.
2: Yeah. So. Uh,
1: yeah,
2: and I just the uh, you know, the Steelers are are really good with ball takeaways this year, mm-hmm. and I just don't, uh, yeah. Mm-mm.
0: <laughs> well, we all know where I'm going with this pick. Yep. Um, I I think Cleveland has a chance to really show that they've got the gel forming. Um, (laughs) They're they're not gelled yet. They're 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 jello that's been in there for like an hour. Uh, They're jello that's been in there fifteen minutes. it's it's Mm -hmm.
2: starting
1: to come together. It's
2: just that it's just that very top layer. Yeah, but everything is still real wiggly underneath.
1: It's it's like A a real liquid, like when you get queso at a Mexican joint. It's kind oh of like my God, the
2: skin, yeah, the skin, the
1: queso but, skin! But <laughs> most importantly,
0: I need Cleveland to win this game because I I have a coworker at work who just will not shut up about the Steelers. Um, well, that's most
2: ex- Steelers fans anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: Except that he completely disappeared from popping into my office for the first month of the season, uh, and has popped up with increasing frequency in the last few weeks. I mean, I would do that too. And mm-hmm. Friday is Jersey Day at work so if the browns win i'm dropping a spare browns jersey on his chair uh so go browns
2: oh i thought you were gonna drop us something yeah a small deuce on his chair
0: uh no that would get me fired and i'm too new for that okay fair enough um from the first game of the week to the last game of the week nobody understands
1: practical jokes anymore (laughs) no
0: from the first game of the week to the last game of the week, we, Monday night features the Kansas City Chiefs, who did return Patrick Mahomes last mm-hmm. week, uh, traveling to Los Angeles to play the 4-6 and six Chargers. Mahomes is expected to start against the Chargers, who are not quite living up to the playoff expectations Slut, we had in no, the preseason. No. Uh, Heather, take your pick.
2: Um, I'm going to revert to what I've always said. Every time we've had a Chiefs game is um, for pop. So I'm gonna go for the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, that, really,
2: no reason, really, just just because it's pop. So
1: Kansas City needs to like really, really start playing defense again because they just get gashed on the ground so bad. And Austin Eckler, um, you know, who was a big part of the reason why the Chargers front office said, "Go ahead, uh, Melvin, <laughs> you know, hold out. We've got a pretty good tailback right here." Um, you know that that pairing is, well, it's going to eat the Chiefs up. Um, I mean, Melvin Gordon had a good week last week, uh, probably the best week he's had since he ended his holdout. Um, you know, so I think that's a danger. But like, you can't. I I, I think Father Time is starting to catch up to Philip Rivers. Yeah, uh, he always threw an ugly ball, always, uh, even in college. Um, but he somehow managed to put it where he wanted it to go. And that ball just isn't traveling the way it used to, you know? So, um, and Mahomes, I just, it's Patrick Mahomes, man. You know, uh, looked great that first game back. Um, you know, so I'm gonna have to say I go with the Chiefs on this just because I think Darwin, uh, losing Darwin Cook, um, or Darwin James, excuse me, in the preseason really just fucked, uh, the Chargers defense, um. In this game's where? It's in L.A. or Kansas City? It is uh, neither in Neither.
2: It's in Mexico or is it? I thought it was somewhere else. Okay. Oh, never mind.
1: I mean, if it's in L.A., that's a home game for Kansas City anyway because no one goes to see the Chargers at home. Anybody who plays in <laughs> L.A. gets a free away game. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have to say KC. Yeah, I'm with you. I think
0: when Mahomes is in that game, what's wrong, Heather? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. She was. Oh. She's gassy. She had a fart. And that was oh. that's, what it that's, <laughs> that's what it is. That's I think any is. game that Mahomes is in automatically means that offense is just gonna is is at risk of blowing up. Yeah. And giving a hundred points. Like mm-hmm. you 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 can't pick
1: against Kansas City in this yeah. game. I mean, the, if if L A. if the Chargers sit there and grind it out and control the clock, they can keep it really close. Because Kansas City just, you know, they played much better defense than what they had the last few years, which we're bringing it, like, up to average. Right. But in the last two or three weeks, it's just, like, falling off the map. Uh, they just continually get beat up on the ground. And, you know, as well as I do, you can have the most explosive offense in the NFL, but eventually you're going to have to go to, to some kind of clock control. And if you don't, you know, if, if Rivers and Eckler and, and Gordon are doing this, even if they're they're grinding out just uh, you know a couple first downs, but you get four or five minutes off the clock. that's four or five minutes less than you you know your offense gets to play with. So, uh, but I still like I still like Kansas City. In a Super Bowl Fifty Two rematch,
0: Carson Wentz and the five and four Eagles host the eight and one New England Patriots. Uh, the Patriots, what are you doing over there? Ah, uh, it's a revenge time.
1: Uh, Fuck the Eagles. The
0: Patriots are coming off a bye week following their loss to the Ravens. Uh, so the Eagles are in second in the NFC East and are also coming off a bye, but
1: they are a three-point home underdog. Uh, Mac, do we even have to ask? Well, I mean, I'm definitely going to pick the Pats, uh, but the Patriots' defense one needs to buckle up big time from the the beatdown we got by from Baltimore. Like and that's the only way you could put it. Um, and I think Philly's kind of figured out the template they need to do to win. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and keep Wentz to 20 to 25 passes a game. Um, I think Doug Peterson's finally realized, you know, maybe, you know, Wentz, it's not to say Wentz isn't talented he's not a good quarterback, but he's not the guy that you can lean on to, to throw the ball 40 times a game and win it for you. I mean, we've seen that this whole season. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the people that they have – him throwing the ball to um philly really needs to address the wide receiver position in the off season but um new england's defense is better and this could be a game where sony michelle could finally like get his shit together and start running like he was doing last season rather than the guy who's averaging three yards a carry and is essentially just a bludgeon down on the goal line so but i'm still gonna stick to new england Heather.
2: I don't want to. I really don't want to. But I'm gonna have to go with New England on this one. Ugh. <laughs> I hate
0: it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you, Heather. I thank you. It, it's vinegar coming out of my mouth. It but it
2: really is. It really is. But
0: I the mean, the, he made the some Patriots good have to win this one. And
2: yeah, he, yeah, they do.
0: So yeah. Um. And our final game of the week, uh, the 7-2 and Baltimore Ravens are welcoming the 6-3 and Houston Te- Texans to Maryland. Lamar Jackson has been stellar this season with 2,700 total yards and 21 touchdowns, but on the other side of the ball, Deshaun Watson has been quietly dominant with 2,700 yards of his own and 19 touchdowns. Heather, I'll give you the first crack at this one.
2: Um, For this one... Uh, I I, I kind of went back and forth on this one. Um, but ultimately, I decided to go with Baltimore for this one. I just think that they're playing better ball right now. And I think beating beating up on the Stillers helped a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going the Ravens for this one.
1: I mean, the, the Ravens have a double-headed kind of monster right now in Jackson and Mark Ingram. Um, and that young wideout that they drafted from Oklahoma – can't remember his name, but they took him at number seven. Uh, as shown, he's got like that deep, that deep field, you yeah. know, that deep playability. Um, mm-hmm. and Baltimore's defense is starting to look, you know, maybe not like those uh Ray Lewis years, but very aggressive. Didn't they take Hollywood? Uh, Hollywood Brown? No, 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 um, it no. Um, no, they've
2: got, they've got Mark Ingram, they've got
1: uh, um... but um. You know, the, the, they seem to be firing on all cylinders pretty well on both sides of the ball. And with Houston, you still always, always, always are going to have this huge Paul hanging over that franchise because Deshaun Watson is still running for his fucking life every single game. Um, mm-hmm. And I have no idea how he's managed to rack up the yards or the touchdowns that he has because that offensive line still isn't good. Even bringing Laramie Tunsil... Um, Yeah, you've kind of solidified the left tackle position, but you still have four other positions on the offensive line um, that are not good. Uh, So, I mean, if if Baltimore can sit there and play the game that they do, which is get a really good, consistent pass rush, uh, and are able to play... uh, Yeah, it was Hollywood Brown, uh, number 25 overall out of Oklahoma. Yeah, I said the kid from Oklahoma. uh, I couldn't remember his name. It's uh, Antonio Brown's cousin or something um, like that. Wow. (laughs) And, <laughs> A.B.'s B's unemployed. Oh
2: well. <laughs> so hopefully he doesn't
1: do like his cousin did. Um, but um, you know, it's just uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, but just that offensive line is just so bad, and there it's I, the opportunity for them to get like to make improvements on that thing isn't going to be any easier because they've traded away multiple first round picks. Uh, they traded away early round picks to bring in Duke Johnson, who's done little or nothing. Since he got to Houston, but he's played enough games where it went from a fourth round pick to a third round pick. They have to send to Cleveland, Um, you know. So it's just they're they're damning. I feel I just feel awful for Watson because he's got it. This is like a form of purgatory for him um, because you have all the physical tools and you've got some good wide receivers. Um, You just have nobody, literally nobody, pass blocking for you other than your left tackle. So. Um, I'm just gonna have to. I think it's it's dumb to pick against Baltimore right now, especially when they can supply the pass rush um, and at least get in Watson's face. And let's face it, Marcus Peters has seemed to kind of simmered down after he got sh- you know shipped from uh, LA to Baltimore. So yeah, I debated taking
0: Houston in this game. Um, for the record, Deshaun Watson's sacks are down this season. Oh, He's good. down to like eighth most in the league eighth instead most- of like 12 ahead of everybody yeah. else uh right now james winston is actually leading the league in sacks with 34 um deshaun watson's tied with baker
1: mayfield and marcus mariota at 25 oh you mean two quarterbacks that like to run rather than doing anything even though they probably shouldn't because they're not that fast <laughs> but i mean yeah that pass rush on baltimore is just gonna give
0: Watson, hell, he yeah. may end up leading the league in sacks after this game. Uh, and he's nine back. Um, so yeah, I, I got it's another one that tastes bitter coming out of my mouth. Um, but yeah, I gotta go with Baltimore. Um, I'm actually going to see Cleveland and Baltimore play in December in Cleveland. Nice. Um, uh, I'm excited about that one, regardless of the game. I haven't been to the new stadium yet, so. Um, in the 20 years it's been there.
1: Uh, it's not really that new now, bro.
0: <laughs> it's just yeah, the stadium. Not... <laughs> I, I've been to the yeah. Municipal Stadium in Cleveland. I haven't been to Cleveland yeah. Brown Stadium. Or it's First Energy. First Energy, man. Um, but,
1: yeah, I I, I got to take Baltimore in this one. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. in, until they get people to actually block for Watson, like you can't pick Houston playing a good team. Like yeah. If this was like Tampa... Yeah, man, I'd go with Houston, but right. you know, a Baltimore team that's really getting their shit together and they're clicking on both sides of the ball, yeah. nah, bro.
0: Well, that'll wrap up tonight's episode. Be sure to like us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star review on iTunes,
1: please.
2: And if you don't like us just sit on it. Don't. We don't need to know. Or you right. could
1: you could leave the five-star review and then still bitch about it and then we'll read it on air with a yes. rebuttal, okay? We will do that, but it, you have to leave us a nice review. Yeah. In, in fact, if you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it
0: on air, yeah, no there no matter we go. whether it's positive or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which means next week we'll have to talk about James's review. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was a delightful review. I it, think it's great. It, think was. it was. Wonderful. We we need
1: we need more um, listener interaction. So please hit us up on social media, leave us those reviews. We're gonna read the night you know the, the five star reviews, whether they're uh, uh, positive or negative. But as long as you give it five stars, yeah, you can say whatever you exactly. want about us. Exactly. Uh, but please hit us up on Twitter, man. If you wanna, if you think we're idiots for our picks, let us know. Uh, you know, if you feel that we slight Notre Dame a little too much or talk shit about Iowa a little bit too much, let us know. Hey, all you Iowans out there, give me a reason not to hate Iowa because from what I've seen, the entire state fucking sucks. All right, Mm -hmm. change my mind. I I actually have one of my buddies
0: who lives in the Quad Cities area and gave Heather props for picking Iowa last week. (laughs) Uh, She was wrong, but she did get some
1: kudos from my buddy Bill.
2: Listen, I'm doing the Lord's work over here,
1: so. Yes, you you keep doing the Lord's work. There's fucking Saint Heather, <laughs> <laughs> patron saint of Mardi Gras. <laughs> Actually,
0: let's let, let's go ahead and read that one review here. I'm pulling it up. Uh,
1: oh, this should be good.
0: Oh yeah, because it, it's quite obvious who who wrote this one.
1: Okay, all right. Um, I'm, I'm all right with it.
0: Even though I think he subscribes on Breaker and not on iTunes. I'm I'm very confused by this.
2: No, uh, I think there was... Well, because it wasn't on iTunes for a little while. He, he uh, could only get it on Breaker, so that's why.
0: James underscore Lewis 70 says... Excellent podcast. Unfortunately, I can only give it five stars instead of six. Heather's research is spot on, and she brings a fantastic dynamic to the podcast. And the title of that review is, Heather is in fact a GD delight. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Listen, where is the lie? Okay? Uh, You know what? I'm I'm not
1: going to go against you on that one, Heather, but... I think he's a little too close to one of the hosts. Um, he's too close to me. Yeah, is it you, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> listen,
2: listen, it is... He he. People are allowed to have your favorites. Audience, you're allowed to have your favorites. Don't, don't let them make you feel bad about who you feel that you connect better with.
1: Well, I hope Just people connect m- better with you anyway, Heather, because... You're nicer to look at, and don't swear as much as I do. <laughs> we do need to do a video one just so they can see Heather. Yeah, we we do. Yeah.
0: But that'll do it for tonight. For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Reminding you, if you're betting the money line, don't bet with Heather. Never do. Uh,
2: thanks for
1: cheering <laughs> with the hometown crowd.
2: And always wear your sunscreen, even when it's cloudy.
1: Safety tips from Mom. <laughs> <laughs>